Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Hi there, welcome to the COB. I'm Nadine Blaney. And I'm Juliette Sally. We look kind of in sync today. <laughs> I don't, in real life, we don't, but on screen, we do. Um, anyway. We're always in sync, yes, Juliette. That is very true. Because we're always watching this market. And this yes. week, it's been a bit of a, well, it's got a bit of a vibe going yeah, on, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's funny because often you see a bit of selling into a long weekend, mm. but uh, the market closed tomorrow for Australia Day, and we've had a fifth day of gains. So up since last Friday, up around half of 1% on the CBO2. 200 and a similar gain, I believe, on the ASX 200. Yeah, and I think you raised a good point. It's uh, going into a long weekend where there's still some pretty big data on tap in the United States, GDP, as well as the core PCE deflator, which is the Fed's preferred measure of inflation as well. So yeah, there is a bit of risk on the table, really, mm. as we're heading into this long weekend. But look, why spoil a good party? <laughs> exactly. And you know, I think what else helped the party was this uh, China stimulus, the mm-hmm. triple R cut, the potential market stimulus. And that helped a lot of our mining stocks, which we'll get to as well. But ResMed Reality Check, let's start with that yeah. because I spoke to a good friend, it was Mick a great interview Oh, too. thank you. Um, he's such a lovely guy. And he did say, I said, you wanted to see him next time he came in. He said he'll try and <laughs> try and plan his before meetings <laughs> around AusBiz. Um, but you know, the, the key focus last year when we saw the short sellers attack mm-hmm. ResMed was the fact that are these Ozempic or these weight loss drugs, I should say, GLP-1, upsetting the likelihood of more or fewer obese people needing their sleep apnea machines. They also had a recall in the period. Yeah. And despite that, they blew it out of the park with a very, very impressive result. And it is one of the best performers today. We'll take you to the list in just a moment. On the total flip side of how things have panned out today, there's a pun, Domino's being cooked, absolutely hammered, came out after the market closed yesterday with a profit downgrade saying any guidance that they'd given previously is now off the table. Asia, Japan actually, Mm. particularly weak in shares. I mean, we'll get there again in just a moment, but the worst performer on the 200 and down, you know, as much as 30% at one stage. I love pizza, but when you've got all that amazing Japanese food and all the ramen (laughs) and stuff, I guess you can see why potentially people are not uh, buying as many as they might in uh, Western countries. But let's have a look at the sectors. We talked about the miners. I mean, Fortescue Mm. came through with an update. The China stimulus boosting the iron ore price. I think Fortescue might be towards another record there, just very close to $29. Rio Tinto also had a very solid day. Yeah, it did. Um, We also saw copper up through the overnight period. It was very positive. Yep, China, the triple R rate story, like all of the, I guess, expectation for stimulus 
It, it may, it may not come through. I was at a really interesting meeting the other day that was held by um, GSFM, just talking about structurally the changes that need to happen in China. But, you know, there's no denying that the iron ore price has been very good for us here, good for the Australian budget as well. So we'll take these gains on screen. Healthcare, the big story obviously was still ResMed, but we did see other gains in the space. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, let's have a look at CSL Cochlear. CSL up by eight tenths of one percent. Cochlear up by one percent. Sonic Healthcare also doing very well there. And uh, it's funny we don't have ResMed on there. Or, do, or was it on, on the, the previous page, yeah. screen? Okay, Ramsey Health there off by about seven tenths of one percent. Okay, a bit of news. You sort of touched upon Fortescue, but a bit of a fall in second quarter iron ore shipment. So a bit of a maintenance story as well, trimming its full year shipments target at the Iron Bridge project. And uh, we're yeah. looking as well at uh, what happened with Santos. They reported a fall in quarterly uh, revenue down by more than 21%. Its share price are up by about seven tenths of 1%. Of course, we're look, talking as well about this merger with Woodside and whether or not that's going to get that regulatory approval. And mineral resources. So yes, it was out with the quarterly today. So really good gains there in the share price. But I was chatting with Jessica Mir from Moomoo a little bit earlier on, and she was flagging mineral resources as one of those companies that has a lot of diversified exposure. So it's not just the iron ore, it's also got exposure to lithium. It's also a mining services company as well. So she had it on her list. You can catch up with any of these interviews that we sort of name drop throughout mm. this program and podcast um, online, osbiz.com.au. Um, look, every day we publish, oh gosh, how many? A what? lot. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of interviews. Count. I don't have enough. To the website. And you obviously can't watch them all. We can't even watch them all, yeah. but we do catch up after hours. We do. And we saw ResMed and Domino's there as well. All right. I think it is time to get to, well, Domino's was the day. stock of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Kai Chen from NPC Markets and Michael Gable, excuse me, from Fairmont Equities joining us to share their verdict on the call with Goshi. Um, yeah, so just, you know, a lot of, yeah, a lot to go, yeah, a lot that could go right, but a lot that could go wrong. And um, yeah, very disappointing update in terms of their Japanese sales, same store sales across the rest of Asia and France looked quite disappointing. Um, and the big one there, just pulling guidance. So um, clearly the turnaround isn't ready to turn around yet. So even after today's 30% drop, um, you know, I don't think you need to be that brave when we've, we're seeing great updates elsewhere in the market, ResMed yep. and, you know, the lithiums are turning around if you really are after some excitement. Um, I think <laughs> a- I think that was a bit of a laugh at the end of it that. Was. It burst my <laughs> eardrums. But uh, let's get now to our guest, guest, excuse me, Fraser McLeod from Shore and Partners. You're focusing in on the uranium sector. Fraser, your colleague, I believe, was it Angus? I forget his last name, but um, had that really bullish update yeah. coming through with uranium at $150 a pound. Mm, yeah. Uh, so Andrew Hines, who has followed uh, you know, the sector over the past um uh, three years for us, and you know it's been a magnificent call. Um, uh, so our clients were originally involved in the, in the big capital raising for um, for Paladin, which was the biggest capital raising in the sector uh, globally over the past um, ten years. Really, um, you know, with them, uh, they finally started production today, uh, which was wonderful to see for for investors. But you know, so we we've been on, on the journey from them, from them for, with them from uh, from twenty cents, and uh, you know the, the share price um, uh, very bullish today, but. Uh, 
in our eyes going an awful lot higher. I guess, Luke, uh, one thing on, on Koshi as well, with Koshi laughing, you know, I mean, the, the, the share, obviously, Domino's dominated today, and, uh, you know, the, the share price um, getting absolutely hosed. Um, you know, it's like uh, the uh, Port Adelaide result um, in 2007 grand final. It just kept getting worse and worse, really, as the day went on. So um, there is, I mean, there's some reasons to be bullish in markets as a whole, uh, but valuation isn't one of them. We really look for maybe about a 15% return on the index, and currently the, the market's only giving us five. So some things, when they do disappoint, are going to disappoint um, uh, pretty hard, and uh, we saw that from Domino's today. But uh, a, a disappointing sector is not the uranium sector. So, uh, yes, lots of reasons to remain bullish there. The, the main crux of it is that uh, no one has any uranium, and... Um, uh, no one's going to be able to, to find any uranium over the next uh, couple of years in markets, and uh, those who have got it are holding on to it. Mm. So, Fraser, I've got to give you credit where credit is due. You've been banging this uranium drum for quite some time. For a long time. For a very I long time. I think as long as we've been on air. Time. Coming up to four <laughs> years, maybe. Yeah, so, I, I mean, is this, is this the year of uranium? If so, what are your picks? Look, I, wait, wait. I mean, with, without a doubt. So um, the supply constraints are, are absolutely real. So, um, you know, at, at this stage, the, the market remains pretty orderly. Whilst you might look at charts and think, gee, that's really, really bullish. Uh, the market is um, is orderly because what we have not seen as of yet, and, and genuinely we believe that this could happen, maybe not predicting it will happen, but uh, we, we think it's a, a realistic chance that uh, utilities will be forced into panic buying. If you are holding, if you're owning a nuclear power station, of which there is a massive build-out program around the world. Uh, you need it to be fueled. You need, in the back shed, um, at least two years' worth of uranium. So utilities are currently covered globally in Europe and North America. Uh, they're covered two years out. Now, they are not covered um, for 27, 28, and, uh, and that's where um, the, the panic um, uh, buying will start. Um, you're not rewarded if you're the last one to panic because you end up paying just um, any price uh, for the product. And uh, what is uh, most definitely correct is that there, there is no product available. There's only a limited number of um, of uh, listed investments around the world that can, or mining uranium mining stocks that can uh, supply product. And um, so uh, the, the two majors um, that supply a lot of the volume over the past few years are um, Kazataprom out of Kazakhstan. They produce about 40% of the world's uh, global uranium. And, uh, and then Cameco, the Canadian major. Now, both of those over the past few months have missed in their production volume targets. The outlook from them is pretty gloomy in terms of them being able to, to step in and provide more volume um, or even keep up with expected volume. Um, so no one is writing to the rescue on this one. Um, it's uh, the, the ways to play, uh, we feel, are to be sticking with uh, stocks like Paladin, um, target price of $1.50. Um, stocks like Bannerman have huge leverage, and that, that stock could, uh, could quite possibly double over the course of the next year. Um, that's quite it's a large project, but it's low grade, meaning that as, as the, we've seen the, the, the spot price of uranium travel up uh, and really just sail past $100 a pound, which was unthinkable even a couple of years ago, um, the, the leverage that they have with that asset in the ground is, is enormous to their NPV. Um, stocks like Silex, um, Silex is a uranium processor. 
um, they're, they're really the, the, the next generation of technology and um, the, the IP that they hold is, is pretty amazing of how they're going to be able to deliver product to market. Um, we think that that stock could be worth $7.60. Uh, stocks like Lotus um, are reaching final investment decision. Uh, they've got a couple of uh, projects in, in hand at the moment in Africa. And um, even locally here, um, the, the darling stock of the sector over the course of the last year has been uh, Boss Resources, uh, led by Duncan Crabe. Very clever management there in terms of strategically how they have managed um, to do exactly what they said that they would do. And uh, with Boss starting, you know, they are they're really uh, front and center as well. So you know, Boss we value probably needs to grow into its valuation because the stock's done so well. But we value at uh, at four dollars seventy five. And then you've got um, you know we had a recent capital raising for uh, for Peninsula. Um, they're a, a U.S. play. The, the government in the U.S. is falling over themselves in order mm. to support local producers. Um, so lots that we can do there as well. And um, you know the, the the price rise for Peninsula over the past couple of months has been uh, has been very tasty indeed. So mm. structural undersupply. Um, this is not lithium. If uh, you know the companies like Tesla, they, they don't need the lithium um, immediately, but uh, the utilities, if you're running a, uh, a nuclear power station, they, they need it like oxygen. All right. Well, I'll redeem myself from getting your commodities analyst wrong and actually quote your report, which I think you touched on there, that he who panics first panics best. We recommend investors mm. get ahead of that potential panic buying. Great to get your insights yeah. too, Fraser. Thanks so much. Fraser McLeod there from Shaw and Partners. <laughs> All right. Let's have a look at uh, the market leaders. Market leaders. Weebit Nano. Why? Don't know, but it's up by 7%. Mineral resources, we talked about that production report and ResMed as well. Inside Tech Pivot, talking about returning cash to shareholders. That doesn't hurt. No. And uh, Sims Metal Group, again, that's on no news, but there, there just has been more you know, enthusiasm, optimism for, you know, the cyclical, the resources end of the market. Do you think people are getting bonuses or something? There seems to be a lot of cash just hitting the market Interesting. somehow. Yeah. Maybe some dividends as well. But yeah. Sims, I should say, probably also harkens back to China as it's got a big resale market in China. True. Let's have a look at the laggards. Um, we know Domino's is going to be there, down 30%, $39.86. Sayona Mining uh, also cutting staff there. We talked on that. Core Lithium, mm. Block and Wally under pressure too. All right. Small to medium-sized companies. I dare say, Big Tin Can, uh, looking good. I'm, I'm actually just going to see if there was anything or if it's just sort of volatility that we're seeing because it wasn't really a crash hot day for a lot of the big tech names. Um, we've got Patriot Battery Metals on the list, Develop Global and PYC Therapeutics. Let's get to the flip side of that equation. And uh, yes, yeah, Santa Mining there yet again, as well as Atlantic Lithium, just carrying on that theme. Um, from yeah, what's been really well, taking Peninsula hold. was one of Shaw's uh, picks there, so was watch it? that one. Yeah, 12 cents down 8% today. All right, having a look at what we're going to look out for. Fourth quarter GDP from the US, also durable goods orders, new home sales and jobless claims. The EFO investor confidence from Germany and also the ECB monetary policy statement. Yeah, I think we might have buried the lead there. So we'll see what <laughs> they've got to say on the likely trajectory for interest rates and reflections on inflation. It was really interesting last night. We did get the PMIs globally. We got uh, the one from Europe really showing slowing, really exhibiting pressures being put on the economy, particularly from the energy sector as well, and then stood in really sharp contrast to the PMIs that came out of the US that were very strong. Services 
and manufacturing. So really interesting and really data dependent for the Fed. And that's why we'll all be checking our phones, even on holidays, when it comes to that inflation read on Friday. All right, let's have a look as well in terms of um, what will come out. I guess tomorrow is still a, a day, even though it's not here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that will be closed, but Adair's comes through. I don't through. know if that's going to come through tomorrow. Yeah, I don't think it will mm. if it's in public holiday, but we'll see. Tokyo Core CPR coming through in Japan, as well as the Bank of Japan's policy meeting minutes. Scotty was telling me earlier this week he was among those caught uh, surprised that the BOG, BOJ did not change its tune but the growing likelihood they could start to move away from that ultra loose policy by April perhaps. They must have people typing those minutes out pretty quickly. Quicker than they do here in Australia. Yeah, well, it's a copy and paste <laughs> often here isn't it? Control sure C, Control V. Um, look let's get across just the final figures for the S&P ASX 200. It was a good day. Let's not take anything away. We had five sessions of a row, we'll call it a sesh now, of uh, good gains. And week to date, Juliet, we're up by 1.8%. So quite a different story than what we were talking um, last Friday. They should give you your citizenship for saying sesh. <laughs> um, all right. I have my citizenship. <laughs> Years ago. I'm sorry. Oh, that's oh, okay. <laughs> it's live TV. We'll see you next week. <laughs> see ya.